Hey everybody, welcome to On Podcast, the Microsoft Podcast, uh, where we talk about everything Microsoft and everything Microsoft related. I am here with uh, the world's greatest co-host again. Uh, Mr. Arif Back is here. Yeah, and we have a jam-packed uh, podcast for you today. We have a uh, special guest, we have uh, some review questions on a new product, uh, we also have our rundown of normal weekly news that's been you know stuffed into this this uh, five-day uh, news cycle for us, um, you know, going by the list of things that we have, we'll be talking about uh, Microsoft's big acquisition early in the week, uh, kind of set the stage for uh, Xbox and uh, even its competitors uh, for what's to come. Uh, we'll be talking also about Xbox One X and Xbox One S pre-orders and how they sold out, and we'll also get into some more Game Pass news. And my man Kareem here will also talk about Ignite, right? Yeah, we got a, you know, that was the other big elephant in the room for the week. Uh, while all of this Xbox news is kind of unfailing, Ignite was going. So for all of you uh, Azure cloud people, uh, <laughs> Microsoft 365, uh, we haven't forgot about you. We'll be talking about that as well, just kind of recapping some of the highlights uh, from from the week. Uh, and then we're moving on to even more. Even more phone news, Xbox. if you guys even more yeah. Xbox, and then some phone news too. We'll bring in our editor-in-chief, Kip, in, and he'll talk about a new phone that he's using, which everyone has been comparing to the Surface Duo, which I have right here. Right so we'll, we'll ask him some questions about the new Galaxy Z Fold 2 5G, very mouthful-ish kind of name. Yeah. And then we'll also, and, uh, Kareem will end our usual podcast by getting into the week ahead, right, Kareem? Yeah, and the week ahead is, again, going to be another seems jam-packed one where we have uh, more stuff about Xbox. We have uh, information about Surface uh, hardware coming, surfacing, pun intended, uh, <laughs> Skype, and some other things as well. Uh, so we'll get into our first uh, topic of, of tonight, uh, of today, and that is uh, Microsoft's acquisition of, and I hope I'm saying this right, Zenimax. Zenimax, Zenimax Media, home of Bethesda Softworks. You probably just know it by Bethesda. Thank you. Uh, I mean, we just want to make sure we get everyone who, uh, you know, all the hard people who work on both sides of Bethesda and beyond. uh, Make sure they get the due credit. It's the home of Bethesda, if just to be clear. Correct. Yeah. Just like it's analogous to uh, TikTok and ByteDance, essentially. Yep, um, yep. What people know and the company behind it. Uh, anyway, uh, Microsoft. It was a, it was a pretty for, big deal. It was a pretty big deal, right, Kareem? Yeah, I mean, it was. I say it's more significant than the TikTok news that we were talking about weeks prior. Uh, this is huge. Uh, it's 7.5 billion. Uh, I mean, but Microsoft has the money to kind of toss around, especially when you know they've been sitting on uh, acquisitions. You know, in comparison to Sony, who's been you know buying and snatching up. You know. Um, monthly exclusive you know uh timed exclusive uh uh studio exclusive all that kind of stuff so this is a really good one um it kind of gives people who were um feeling a little bit jilted by microsoft's uh, unveiling of the xbox series x and the, the lack of games kind of a, a nudge in the shoulder saying like hey you know we're still thinking about you uh what this will do now is kind of uh it'll bolster uh the number of studios that microsoft has uh, to jump them from 15 to 23 uh, it'll also give them the game library for stuff like Wolfenstein, Fallout, 
uh, Doom, Elder Scrolls. So I mean, we're getting some big names, some big titles. Um, again, I would hope people don't expect to see any new games come out within the time frame of 2020, probably even 2021. But um, you know, sometime after 2021, we should start seeing either some remakes to these, uh, some expansions on these, or even some new game properties, ideally. Uh, but either way, it's just a huge, huge win um, for them. Uh, but not necessarily a loss because I don't want to try and play into the the fanboyish thing of this. But it's it's, it's definitely not a, a Windows Phone for- loss. It's not a Windows Phone. <laughs> there you go with Windows Phone again. You just gotta drag <laughs> it in. Um, it's it's not a loss, but it is a blocker for for uh, studio or for it, it um, for items like Google Stadia. That's going to mm-hmm. be definitely hard for them to kind of uh, you know get up and going when Sony and, and Microsoft are buying up all these giant properties. Amazon's new Luna thing, they're going to have a difficulty as well. Um, trying to get, um, you know, some partnerships or exclusives when, again, uh, Microsoft and Sony are bogarting these things. But uh, it's huge. And uh, a lot of these games will be joining Xbox Game Pass. So, I mean, if you were kind of hesitant or if you weren't and you just couldn't get a console at the time but you're waiting, uh, there's even more reason um, to get either the the Series S or the Series X uh, because while you may not be getting... Um, you know, uh, a day one exclusive, we will be getting access to uh, a ton of new titles uh, for, you know, a pretty relative, a relatively good monthly cost. And they've always been with Microsoft, too, Bethesda. They were an early believer in their Xbox Game Pass subscription service, and they bought a lot of their titles to Game Pass for PC earlier when it launched. So it's not like they're two strange companies. It's probably been in, in the works for a while now. Yeah, I mean, these deals aren't like they wake up in the morning and say, hey, Bethesda, do you want to be buddies? Do you want to be owned by Microsoft? I'm sure they've been talking since uh, last generation about uh, how this would work out and uh, probably all the stuff we're not even thinking about going forward about how um, this will work for PC, how they have to negotiate games that are currently on the PS4 and and Nintendo Switch, things like that, how they navigate all of that without stepping on landmines and upsetting gamers and losing all of the goodwill and good faith they've kind of built up in the last three and a half, four years. And Satya Nadella, to be clear, and, and Phil Spencer, they did say in an interview with Bloomberg that Microsoft will respect all their existing timed exclusivity, uh, I'm Smart. probably saying that wrong, <laughs> exclusivity deals with Sony and they'll bring back new Bethesda games to other consoles on a case-by-case basis. So it's not like every you'll only see uh, Bethesda games on Xbox. Maybe there is a possibility, like you said, to begin heading in 2021 or 2022, that these games will be on both consoles for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, I mean, it's we'll definitely have to see how they deal with this. Uh, I mean, so far, they've been pretty good stewards of of a uh, bought properties, yeah, you know, I, Minecraft being the biggest kind of no name right now, and how it's everywhere. Um, so, you know, ideally this will be, you know, follow suit, and uh, er- gamers will be proud to have either console, but at least know that Microsoft is in it for gaming, uh, in it for gamers as well. And speaking of gaming, we're not leaving the Xbox topic just yet, so we'll Even stay. More. Even more Xbox news. So you you guys probably saw it trending on Twitter and all over social media that uh, Xbox pre-orders went up and they sold out like right away. 
people weren't able to find them on Amazon, Target, Walmart, even the Microsoft Store. If I'm, if I'm not wrong, the Microsoft Store just straight out crashed when uh, the X series and X series <laughs> went up for pre-order, right, Kareem? Yeah, it was it was a bit ridiculous. I mean, um, you know, I like to, to to see you know a good troll when it happens, but and Microsoft did a good job about you know when they when Sony had its debacle and how uh, it came out saying like, hey, here's the time, date, and places you can get these. You know, assuming people, you know, I guess they were assuming that these systems would hold these these cloud-based systems would hold for these purchases. And then they just fell apart. They fell apart just like Sony. Um, so it, you know, it begs the question of, you know, how prepared were all of these uh, places to purchase? You know, or and the other question I'm wondering because they keep saying everything's sold out. Um, obviously, we we've had uh, the pandemic, but I just wonder if there's just been limited number of devices anyway to begin with, uh, so that both Sony and Xbox can say, hey, we sold out. That's a good well, headline. Well, Microsoft did say the day after the pre-order fiasco that they saw record-breaking demand, and they did promise that more consoles would come out on November 10th. So maybe maybe it's not something to worry about. You will be able to buy an X series and an XS series when you need it. I hope so. They. I remember when I, I tried to pre-order, uh, I tried to be amongst the crowd. Um, I got in line, I, it crashed, I lost everything. And then... <laughs> Two days later, uh, Microsoft sends me this email saying, like, hey, you forgot something in your cart. So I'm thinking, like, hey, <laughs> they had it. And then I go to click on it, and it was psych. You're sold. We're still sold out. Your goof's on you, <laughs> sucker. So uh, <laughs> I'm hoping I, that I, that I, man- I managed to get one. I snagged one on Amazon, and then what? I sent it to you guys in the chat in Teams while we were working. And I'm like, I got one. Yes. And then, like, the minute after, it sold out. Because I know Laurent got the S, I believe. You got the X, right? Yeah, I got the X series, even though I'm not much of a gamer. But, you know, Microsoft fan, you got to pick up their console, right? Well, the other thing I was going to do, because I want to, one, because I'm just cheap. I mean, let's be honest. Like, (laughs) you know, we're not all floating money these days. But I wanted to be able to do a review of the uh, financing options. I know a lot of people, a lot of gamers are going out throwing down their hard-earned cash, which, you know, they have every right to do. Um, but I wanted to to review the financing option to see, you know, if it's a good a good fit, if it's easy for people to do, um, what people with, you know, mediocre, mediocre credit scores can expect, <laughs> like myself. So uh, I'm waiting to still do that. So I, I know uh, when I went to order uh, through that means, they were still out in that option. So maybe as time gets closer, we'll, we'll revisit that. And we're still not done with Xbox news. There's even more ahead. And related to our Xbox, uh, pre-order fiasco is something linked to Game Pass, right, Kareem? Yeah, yeah. Um, It looks like Game Pass is also seeing record numbers. Um, They just hit 15 million subscribers, which is, uh, I forget what the last number was during the earnings call, uh, but it is definitely an increase. And it just seems like numbers keep going because um i, yeah, I think, think it's up 10 million from april ah there we go jeez that's amazing and um you know it's just indicative of uh the value that they're offering right now as microsoft says this is kind of a, a loss leader for them at the moment um for our sake as gamers let's hope it continues that way uh, but it is an amazing value and i think people are starting to realize that even uh 
fans and gamers from across the 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 playing field they they're seeing that you know hey i might have i can go pick up uh an xbox one if they can find it on ebay or whatever facebook marketplace um and get a great value right off the bat you get a lot of games to play for a cheap price yes and that, that's exactly. what you want in that's what you want in a console you don't want to spend all that money on a console and then have to spend seventy dollars just to play one game where as if $70 for that subscription, that's like a probably, I don't know the math, I, I've, don't quote me on it, maybe two or three or probably four to five months of Game Pass. And that's a lot of games well, yeah. you have. Well, you also have to think of it this way too. Um, it kind of lands at the almost quintessential time where we're going to be seeing delays from studios just because people yeah. aren't producing uh, AAA games at the, the speed that they were doing prior to this. They're not in the office together, not using the same resources at home. Uh, so we're gonna be seeing things that should have been released in 2022, I mean, 2021, 2022, be pushed back for several months, if not years. And so uh, as we're all waiting for, you know, the new experience or whatever from these consoles, you can go back and play your old library. You can go back and play stuff from a library you, you had, you know, you didn't even know about, you didn't hadn't yep. explored prior to that. And you can all do it from the comfort of your home, quick downloads if you're within an area that has pretty good Wi-Fi or, or broadband. And like I said, for the price of you know Netflix, you're playing games left and right. Anyway, yeah, let's, let's <laughs> stop talking about Xbox. We're going on a tangent here. Now it's time to yeah. talk about Ignite, right, Kareem? You're, you all you yes. used to attend Ignite, so this is your your segment right here. Yeah, even more exciting than Xbox, if you can believe it. <laughs> uh, Ignite uh, just happened this prior week. That it was uh, digital. Um, I believe they actually broke it up. Uh, there will be uh, part two to Ignite uh, happening later on that they mentioned. Um, but for the first half of it, we got some interesting news. Uh, we had a whole breakdown on our on our site on uh, Microsoft about all the nitty gritty about. The development tools coming to Azure and security updates uh, for the platform, uh, some meshing of tools for developing for Windows across uh, cloud and uh, on-premise. Um, but some one of the highlights that we pulled out that we think is you know really going to be consumer friendly and moving forward um, is the uh, Microsoft uh, Search coming to Windows Search. So it, we said a lot of search, said it twice. Uh, you're probably wondering exactly what that means so um you know microsoft laid it out in their uh, blog post blog post earlier this week that we'll be seeing um, some updated features coming to uh office properties that are you know that sort of robust window search you get uh will also be um found in being found in microsoft 360 or office 365 as well um specifically what will people will be getting um, it's uh, kind of, I don't know if you guys, when you visit your phone, the contact section where it has your messages all broken up between text message and things like that, you'll begin that same sort of uh, search capabilities um, on in Outlook and in SharePoint. So you'll be able to kind of uh, search a contact and see all of that listed information, all the touch points you've had with that person uh, in business. Uh, what you're also going to do is kind of search uh, through skills. This is sort of a LinkedIn-esque uh, type of search where Anybody in your company that has um, um, job titles, skills under their profile, things like that, you can type it in. So if you're looking for uh, Terry, the website de designer, but you don't really know their name, you can type in website designer. It'll pull up a list of uh, contacts that uh, all have 
those tags uh, with their profile. So that should make you know, searching your own uh, office infrastructure that much faster and easier. And you'll be able to, again, do this from um, uh, Microsoft uh, Search and from Bing, uh, and even in Windows as well. They're just basically streamlining uh, the, the search platform uh, and using the Microsoft Graph as a way to kind of combine everything, which you know a lot of people probably thought should have already been there. But everything happening in the cloud, it's really nice to see Microsoft have a centralized search system that helps you pull everything from OneDrive, Outlook, Teams, every, everywhere, everywhere, basically everywhere you're pointing your data to, to have that come to you in one simple search place without having to go to each specific service to find something. It's really, really, really easy, probably even better than Apple's Spotlight, if, if you would say so. Yeah, no, I definitely say so. Uh, well, you know, you get some some great web searches from Spotlight. This again pulls in your Power BI information. I mean, it it yep. will get very granular to the point where you'll be able to type in tags that you put in certain files, and and obviously pull those up, and you'll be able to pull them up from the web um, just as easy as you were to pull them up from your device. And I think this is part of um, response to COVID, where people aren't uh, at their home devices; they're probably streaming from servers or uh, FTP site, uh, FTP logins to home devices. And now they need that same sort of uh, on-device, on-premise search uh, that they had, used to have now at their own home. As you said, all cloud-based kind of stuff. All right, so if you had enough with this cloud stuff, now let's talk, talk hardware, right? So if you guys thought that $1,400 for the Surface Duo was a little bit too extreme, why don't we talk about the $22,000 Surface Hub 2S 85-inch, which is basically like having a giant, 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 giant. Notice how many giants I'm saying. Giant, 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 giant t computer on your wall because this it's basically the same thing as the 50-inch the Surface Hub, but a bigger screen, same premise. You have all the computing power in the back, and now they've announced that Surface Hub 2S and even the original Surface Hub will be able to upgrade to Windows 10. So instead of running Windows 10 Teams OS, which is just like the Teams join meeting experience and, and that, that whole shebang, you also get full-blown Windows on an 85-inch, beautiful 85-inch touchscreen now, which is something that they played big on at Ignite. Yeah, this is like the office flex of like, if the office equivalent of like a, a rapper who gets those giant like Scarface paintings like this. I mean, the functionality of this is, is it's <laughs> obvious, but I mean, who needs an 85 inch screen? Well, they uh, did. They did say of, it's for like the hybrid workforce. Like I saw and noticed a couple employees during the Ignite keynotes. They had it in the background behind them, like right here. And they were doing their presentations. And as they talk, we saw this stuff appear on the hub behind them. So it does have a purpose, like in a hybrid workforce, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, I just wonder how many WeWork areas are going to invest in something. I mean, it, I think it'd be great. Um, when, Time when to and convince to Kip to get you one, right? Oh yeah, that that's the plan. <laughs> yeah, we'll, it, well, we'll be talking to him shortly to talk about that. Uh, let me run through the last bit of uh, information that we have, which is the Teams improvements, um, and I don't know if this is part and parcel with their experimentation with the MBA, but they're coming up with some new co-creative cool rooms uh, ideas that's called new uh, together mode. Uh, it's sort of the same thing we're seeing in the MBA where they're 
grouping all these people in certain areas and teams. Uh, what they'll be doing now is letting people um, sit in auditorium every uh, areas, conference rooms, um, coffee shops, uh, the, the new setting. Coffee shop, coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. as a setting, yeah. basically. So you'll get to be able to sit and wait in these kind of areas with other people or conduct or be pulled out of your current meeting and, and dropped into these certain areas to do even you know more brainstorming collaborations or whatnot. And it's just a cool little feature to kind of uh, get rid of the mundane dropping out of a call, re-signing in um, efforts that you know I think we're all kind of facing these days. Um, they'll have custom layouts uh, to improve the dynamic viewing experience in Teams is what they're saying. Um, a lot of this stuff will be in preview, I think, um, starting Yeah, I think a lot of week. it's coming next year, next week. Some of it, it's like usual in team October. stuff, phased rollout coming to a group of people first and then rolling out to everyone later on, A-B testing. Yeah, uh, so look for that. Uh, if you are the admin of your team's area, look for these new features, start you know breaking out and kind of separating people especially the ones that you would love to just kind of mute anyway, just knock them into a copy shop and say, hey, I'll meet you later. Uh, the other thing we have is uh, Office two, uh, 2021. Yeah, Office 2021, it wasn't officially announced. It was teased in a blog post where Microsoft said that we will see a new perpetual release for both Windows and Mac in the second half of 2021. And they also said that they'll share additional details about the official names, uh, pricing, and availability later. They didn't specifically say that Office 2021 or call it that was coming, but based off of how we know that we see a new office every three years. So right now it's Office 2019, then before that 2016, then before that 2013. So obviously this means we will see Office 2021 next year. And it's for people who don't like Microsoft 365 and who don't like that subscription-based model, this is something where you buy it once and that's it. You don't have to worry yeah. about it. Again. I would caution to say don't like. I know there's a lot of people who can't or choose to to do this model. Uh, and it's, again, Microsoft, it's, it's their cross to bear when it comes to supporting stuff. They can't unilaterally move to everyone to 365, which I think is a benefit, but they are offering this option. And uh, for those people who choose it, Office 2021 should be coming up, but uh, I don't think it's the thing about not liking it. You just, you know, some offices, some security things, you know, there are reasons why people choose not to do the subscription portion. I don't know any of them, really. Yeah, personally, but I, just, I would just use Microsoft 365. I would because, too. Because you, I, get I it, you get to install it on all your devices, and with the 2021 and 2019, it's only one license, so... Yeah, I'm not saying it makes any sense. I just know that we'll be hearing <laughs> people saying, I, I, I work in this environment, I can't do a subscription base, or we need to test these things, or whatever it is. But there are reasons, and there's a reason why Microsoft offers this option. Obviously, uh, enough there, about were, Office. there was some enough other stuff to talk about, let's too. Let's get to the fun stuff. Yeah, let's get to the fun stuff now. So we have to invite our editor-in-chief, Mr. Kip, to join us. Let's yeah, see. we got some exciting stuff. Obviously, we're using Teams, so he'll be joining our call. And let's so you don't have to bear with us. Yeah, doing a little dog reading right now. Send him a message telling him to join, and he should be in any minute. There he is. Hey, yeah, guys. For those of you listening, uh, this is probably not that amazing, but the conversation following should be. <laughs> well, I, I didn't hear any of your conversation up until now, so. 
Fair enough. Um, so, now it's so, getting exciting. Yeah. Um, so I bought a, a Z Fold 2, a Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 2. Um, and, you know, we. it's interesting. We're, we're talking a lot about the Duo as Microsoft people. Uh, but there's a whole Microsoft-Samsung partnership thing going on, mm-hmm. and uh, which up until the time that the Duo was really announced had been a pretty big deal. You know, that Samsung, you know, that Microsoft was kind of putting all its eggs into Samsung's basket. And, mm-hmm. and you know, so, so uh, you know, for a number of reasons, I wanted to check out uh, the Z Fold 2. Oh. Kip is having technical difficulties. But uh, at, piggybacking on what you said, um, it's still a big deal, um, realistically speaking. I mean, the $1,400 uh, barrier to entry for the Duo means that a lot of people will still be getting you know, Note 20s, uh, S20, whatever the next version of Note is. And they'll be getting the suite of Microsoft uh, apps anyway. So, like I said, in, and, in and reality, the deal is still very big. Yeah, I cut Kareem off there, but what I was trying to get at is that uh, even though it's a Samsung phone, you could put a lot of Microsoft stuff on it. It uses a launcher, and it's the same Microsoft launcher that is on the Duo, but it, with a bit more features, as Kip will show us here. He's back again. Yeah. Sorry, He's back. Like, technical. No, we were just saying how... how the deal is still a big, big deal, realistically, for anybody who can't afford the $1,400 um, d- d- duo. They're still going to be getting a Note or a regular Samsung with a ton of Microsoft uh, apps. Right. And you just wrote about the the Samsung FE, which is, uh, you know, a much more affordable phone. This is definitely the, you know, the high-end experimental. Megaphone. The megaphone of all phones. Right. Let's, yeah. let's show off and show what we can do uh, type of phone. It, it isn't meant for everybody. And one of the things I was going to say is there are a number of things with this phone that some are Samsung uh, apps or products, some are Z Fold 2 specific, and some are launcher specific. There's a number of things that are kind of all mixed up. Some are, you know, just Microsoft apps. Uh, so... So anyway, I can show it to you if you want to see it. So yeah, start yeah. off. Give give us a quick overview to begin with. Okay, I'm gonna make a couple of little switches here. Hang on. Get ready, everyone. You're about to witness greatness. <laughs> okay, this so is... we talked about uh, what I call the monster of a Microsoft phone. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. here it is. This is the. <laughs> oh my god! Oh wait, he's a, he's for, for those of you listening, he just busted out. Is that a Kin One or Kin Two? It's a Kin One. Oh jeez. That's, that's everyone's favorite Microsoft phone right there. Yeah, there's the yeah, Zoom awesome. stuff. So I, I found it in the attic when I was looking for for stuff to plug in all this stuff. So anyway, this is the actual <laughs> Z Fold awesome. 2. Um, and I wanted to show you a couple of things your, about your it. Camera, your camera is upside down. We're seeing oh, the phone. Oh, I forgot to you push to flip the one it. button. Yep. 
There we go. Now we're good. Okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I wanted to show you a couple of things. One is is and what one thing I want to really say about the Z Fold Two is it's not a duo. It's not. You know, they're made for two really separate kinds of things. Um, one of the things that we talked about um, is is photography, and this has this has the triple camera in the back, um, and it, then it has a, a camera inside here too. But if you, you know, the one thing that's different from the duo, which only has one camera right up here. Right. Um, so you can open up, and if you're showing off pictures, this I haven't actually done it yet, but this is a great thing for cameras. Uh, is that you're showing off the picture on the front, you wanna see a bigger picture, and then you have this huge, beautiful display that makes it very easy. If you've ever had trouble showing somebody a, a picture on your phone and you know they try and grab it and then it, the picture goes away and all that kind of stuff and you can't see it, this is a whole different world than that. Um, it does, now when you open, if you're on something, on the front screen and you open it up you get that full view if you close it up it turns itself off oh. so that's a little weird but i mean just something to get used to but i wanted to show you uh oops i can't do it again there um these are this is the edge thing from samsung and it's you multitasking. can multitasking you can actually set up uh you know, contacts, a number of different things. This is a, a compass. But uh, if you go here, then you, if you want to drag this to here, and then, oh wait, I didn't quite do it right here. These kinds of things are always finicky. Right. So you can drag it down to here. Oh. And then drag another one up to here, and then you That's have the, nice. the dual. So, and again, for those of you listening, he's doing a split screen from the um, from the slide out multitasker. Yeah, the slide out menu. Right. And he's doing it so on you, front face screen. And then if you did, yeah, uh, some you should be able to drop it. I guess not. You should you can drop three or four into that thing, but it's still not you know the, if you're looking for a way to have dual screens with two different things going on you know um, Excel in one and uh, you know and something word in the other the Duo is probably a better device to do that with you yeah, know that's, that's what I have right here yeah I think you, you and I keep going back and forth about. Um, the analogous nature of dual screen versus ultra widescreen, essentially, you know, we've had people still have the, the debate of which one's better. And I feel like the uh, the Z Fold 2 is is your ultra, ultra widescreen versus someone yeah. with the dual monitor setup. That's probably a good analogy. Uh, and you can see that this is Microsoft Launcher. So you can set, I've set it up a little bit. You can open up and you have, uh, 10 different things there, 10 different apps. And then mm -hmm. uh, you have different pages. So I have this page just set up 
for playing music. Uh, and then this one is a main screen and then I don't have anything in the other thing. So you can, you know, uh, it does, uh, it has stereo there. There's a microphone or a speaker there and a speaker there. So you have uh, stereo music. I would listen to it the other day for a while and was reminded of an old AM transistor radio. It doesn't quite have the deep bass uh, that you're expecting from a modern <laughs> music player. But it's still it, better than the Duo, which has mono speakers only. Right. It does have it does what have stereo speakers. It does have an equalizer. You can set up uh, different things. And then this is actually Apple Music, which comes uh, with my Verizon subscription. So that's why that's there. How does uh, it feel? How does it feel overall? Like I know a lot of people have said the Duo feels like a premium phone. Like uh, like I said in my unboxing when I picked it up, you know, you spent fourteen hundred dollars. It feels really premium. So how does the Z Fold uh, feel? Yeah, I would say the same thing. It feels like a premium device. It, it it's not light. It's you know it's a metal case, uh, and it's heavy. You know, I mean, it's hefty, but I don't feel like that's a bad thing. I mean, it feels solid and premium. Um, does, the yeah, screen, does the screen feel like glass? Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it does have a, a factory put on screen protector. Oh. And I'm not quite sure whether it, whether it's on the front screen or not, because I've noticed that I've already got a few little scratches on the front screen. Mm -hmm. um, but it feels, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't know, like it doesn't feel cheap mm -hmm. by any means. Um, it feels, sorry, it feels uh, really good. Now, we, Arif and I talked a little bit about the bezels. There is literally no bezel around around the outside here. And I have found myself, you know, switching apps when I didn't want to because my, you know, it, and it's a little, sometimes a little tricky, like if you're, you know, laying on the couch or something, uh, you know, watching a, a YouTube video or something to hold it in place. Um, I have my duo on the screen and I'm showing people my bezels just as a comparison. Right. Yours is yours are yeah. almost no no bezels. Mine's are thick bezels yeah. on the top. Right. Definitely noticeable. You know, and I, I'm also finding that the uh, that this front screen is like this front screen is a Twitter machine. Yeah, that's you know, really nice. Oops, it's a candy bar phone, as they were, as a lot of people are saying. Right. All yeah, along. So you have this, you know, this. That leads me to my next question, though. Do you find yourself using the front screen more often than, than opening it full screen? Uh, for some stuff, yes. And I haven't really got deep into I'm not a huge, like, phone user to begin with. A lot of what I do on the phone is is check my email and check Twitter. I won't open my email in case somebody... <laughs> said something bad to me but i i'm on twitter a lot 
And so just to be able to do this on the front screen without having to open the phone, you know, once you, again, when, with anything that's on the front screen, you open it up and you get the full, the full view um, here. Well, um, I find so that I, dynamic you know, so I find myself a lot of times not even worrying about having to open the phone. I just do it from the front well, screen. This and this, this, what you just said right now reminds me of like, the Apple versus Microsoft way of kind of moving users to a new paradigm. Like I feel like Samsung's doing the old Microsoft way where they give you a buffet of options to do something. Like I think I feel like this is the great transition device for people who are going to be getting into to foldable phones or, or, or uh, dual screens kind of uh, you'll have the option of, you know, using it like a normal phone, which I think a lot of people will probably a 60-40 split, but then, you know, they'll be able to open it up to this giant screen and get you know, the, the, the experience when necessary versus Microsoft's almost Apple-like approach where you have to kind of engage with the two screens and you have to kind of shift your way of doing stuff in order to get the most out of it. It's it, I just find it interesting to see the That's two what different I approaches. found with my Duo is that it changed the way I use my phone because I'm used to tall and long candy bar phones like the Pixel or the iPhone. And the, the <laughs> Duo, the like... Candy. Like it's like a, I said like I said in mine in my hands on a couple of weeks ago it's it's sort of a wider and shorter phone so the the mm -hmm. way you get it changes the way you do your work it makes you want to use that second screen right and I would say and this is probably almost as tall as it is wide so you know there's a little little difference there and but I would say that like. I'm not compelled to, oh boy, I can open up three different views. Right, right. Here. That, yeah. you know, this is, it's, I think that's a very good analogy that Kareem had that this is an ultra wide, ultra big, you know, this allows you to put this screen in your pocket. Mm -hmm. You know, which you, and, you know, one other thing that people were talking about, I don't know if you can really see, but that, this fold in the middle really does disappear. You can see it a little bit yeah. there, but it looks like one big screen. But anyway, that's kind of a first peek at uh, a monster Microsoft phone times two. This is this is a four <laughs> times. You could get four of these on here. Yeah. I, I, re I really can't, I really can't believe that he bought that with him. <laughs> I can't believe you still have one. I know, right? I, I I actually didn't buy this when it first came out. I picked one up on eBay. I have a, there's a, this is the kin to, I couldn't resist. Oh, there we go. Wow. So there's, there's both of them. But they, and they don't, you can open them up and they turn on, but like you can't get on the internet. I, um, and, you know, it was a Verizon thing, so obviously you can't use it for, but, well, you know. And their cloud service is, is no longer existing either. Yeah, and I think that cloud services all went through Microsoft, right? You yeah. had to, you know, you you had to connect to the, the Kin service in order to get it. That's why nothing works, but anyway. Just like the Zoom service. Oh, all those Windows Phone people crying to you right now. <laughs> Kareem was right, the one that bought guys, a Windows Phone. I'll let you guys go. He brought in the kids. <laughs> uh, 
Well, thanks, Kip, well, for like showing it. off your phone. Yeah, we really yeah. appreciate it because this has been a big debate with reviewers. They've always compared the Duo to the Z Fold and other phones. So it's really nice to have two writers here, myself with the Duo and yourself with the Z Fold. And I'm pretty sure we'll get a lot more coverage out of it in the weeks ahead. All right. Thanks have again, fun, Kip. Thanks again, Kip. Enjoy. Up, oh, and now it's just me and you. So continuing yeah. on, now we spent a lot of time on our galaxy. Now we have to talk about the week ahead, right, Kareem? Yeah, yeah. We ran obviously a little bit long, and we tend to do that with hardware because uh, I'm sure like many of you out there, we're super geeks for, for new hardware. So we apologize if it's a little longer than, than you're used to, but we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, one more coverage uh, coming up in the, the days and weeks ahead, uh, comparing the two, comparing the differences. Uh, but going into next week, uh, what we will be talking about um, are the now surface, surface, surface rumors and leaks. Um, they are going to be having an event in uh, early October. Um, so we'll be yeah, that was, keeping that an was eye the, That was the rumor. We heard it might be in late September or early October, maybe September 30th or October 1st. Our, our, right. number one, our number one favorite cat, Walking Cat, was the one that tweeted about it. Yeah, so... Um, in the next week or so, we should be seeing or hearing some more information about it. Um, and we will obviously be covering that. Um, I think the rumors so far say that we will not be expecting a laptop or a pro update, but more of the Pro X, um, which should be interesting how they kind of position and pivot that one. Um, another update will be for, uh, what was the other thing they were going to be updating? Surface, um, uh, not a lot, not an update, but introducing a new 12.5 inch Surface laptop model. That's right. The one we talked about last week. Yep. Um, and then uh, the other things we'll be talking about, uh, or we should be expecting for the upcoming week, is uh, Skype Meet. Um, where we this was introduced in an insider build. Yeah. So. And I've actually used it three times since it's been introduced in the last, what, four days or whatever. It's been really cool and interesting to kind of have a Zoom like experience where you just click it and set up a meeting uh, all within the, I don't know, about a minute, minute and a half. So. Um, the only hard part is trying to explain to people what the icon is at the bottom corner, uh, if they're insiders. Um, but other than that, it's been pretty fun. And we'll be having some Xbox news uh, again November is right around the corner. So uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing some more information coming back and forth between uh, Sony and Microsoft uh, as they kind of battle out and, and jockey for position going into November. Yep, yep. So a lot of good stuff coming up in the weeks ahead, and we'll be here to talk about it on our weekly podcast. Yeah, and I got a ton of reviews as well for some hardware stuff, uh, so we'll keep an eye out for that as well. Um, with that being said, I think that's the end of this one. Uh, yep. You guys have a great uh, great day, and in, uh, enjoy all of the things that you can while you can. Stay safe, keep a mask on. Thank you for watching, and have a beautiful day, week, night ahead.